Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Happy trails to you, DB peeps. Thanks for joining us this episode. We are going to be chatting about camping, which I don't really do a whole lot of, Sarah. I've never done it. Wait, ever? No. Wait, so Mm -hmm. I actually have a leg up on you from that. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. Now, I might try it. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So Sarah's going to crack open a very appropriately named wine called Happy Camper, and it's a Merlot? Yeah, 2018 Merlot. Smooth tannins effortlessly make way for grilled pork tenderloin, smoked salmon, and or pastas and pizzas. Mm, The night is filled with stars. Nice. Merlot is one of them. All right. And while you're cracking that right. open, I'll just say it's it's crummy outside. So we I did yes. not go over to Sarah's to record outdoors again, like last yeah. time. We will try to do that more in the future. But with the rain outside, it just <laughs> it wouldn't have worked out. All right. Well, let's cheers. All right. Clink, clink. Oh, my God. Do you know what this smells like? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Do you know like – vitamin C, like emergency has like a kind of smell. Yes. I mean, I take emergency packets quite often. Yeah. It smells like that. We a Merlot smells like that? Yeah. Hmm. Citrusy? No. You know, it's that got that like vitamin C has sometimes had that chalky smell almost. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, you know, I love a good Merlot. So I need you to tell me all the deets about this. So, so it is, it thing. is. It is like a Merlot in the sense that it's fruity and quick on the on the palate. Like, it's not lingering. Okay. I'm getting blackberry. That's, you know, doing a tasting is like the easiest way to get through like a full glass of wine. It's like, so it's like, true. Let me take another sip. Oh, yeah. wait, just one more sip. Just mm-hmm. one more sip. Uh, you know, for the price, it's actually not bad. Okay. And we paid like 10 bucks for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. No, I'm getting like blueberries, a lot of dark berries. That's what Merlot's supposed to be. A little bit of tannin, but really not much. Okay. It's drinkable. <laughs> Good. It's Good. like, you know, this is really like your drinkable, not complex. It's not your thinking wine. This is just like your, I'm going to drink. It's not your thinking. It's your drinking wine. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's your drinking wine, not your thinking wine. So yeah, very drinkable. Like I'm not going to sit here and contemplate over this wine. It's berries, kind of fleeting on the palate, a little bit of tannin. It's pretty smooth. Okay. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sipping this and contemplating life, but I'll be sipping this and having a good time. That sounds excellent. I feel like that's why they made this and why yeah. they made it a, a twist off too, because then you don't, if you're camping and you want to bring a bottle, you don't need the corkscrew. I feel like this would probably be the perfect camping type wine because, you know, like you said, you're just kind of, you know, winging it and just like light carefree. And this seems like this would be good for that. And I'm probably not going to bring my expensive wine no. out camping. Number one for fear that it might get busted. I mean, that would be my. Well, my and like, sense. it's not like you can temperature control. That's fair. Now, I mean, actually, there might be some options here. So we can get to that. So really quick about this happy camper. I did pop onto Vivino, the app. 
And yeah. they have, so there are three different happy campers. They have a Chardonnay, a Cabernet Sauvignon, and a Merlot. The Merlot is actually ranked the highest. It has a 3.7 rating. And the comments in it actually say that it's better than the cab. So, I mean, I think that Vivino, they steered us right, you know? Yeah, for sure. sure. It's been so, a while since we've had a Merlot. It has been. So this is all California wine, right? Yes. And like this one's a 2018, but okay. it looks like they've had some awards for their 2017 Merlot. Orange County Fair, they got 92 points, a gold medal. The Los Angeles Wine Competition, San Francisco, California State Fair. And Wine Enthusiast Best Buy. Oh, yeah. 87 points. I thought that was pretty good and nifty. Yeah. So their slogan is getting to where life is good. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like it too. I like it too. Life is an adventure. Don't forget the wine. Happy camper. Uh, I never forget the wine. (laughs) The wine is the first thing on the packing list. The first thing I'm packing. I mean, come on. (laughs) Their website is pretty bare bones. Like it doesn't have a ton of information about them. The whole notion of getting outside and getting away from what it is that causes you stress or pain or whatever. And getting, like you said, their slogan, getting to where life is good. So finding a balance with your wine and with your environment. I agree. I think that that is great. So speaking of environment, yeah, tell me about your camping experience. Okay. So the last time I went camping, I was probably 10. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm actually, that's false. I totally take it back. I was 18. We oh, did okay, it. that's a big difference. It is a big difference. <laughs> Child versus, I yeah. guess, legally an adult. Yeah. So actually, my last experience was in high school, my senior year. We, I was part of this outdoor education class, which I feel like I've talked about a little bit before on our podcast. But I don't know if every high school offers it, but it was one of those things where it got you out of like the normal like run a mile and mm-hmm. – play volleyball and run the track and stupid stuff like that. So all senior year I did outdoor ed and the final was a camping trip. And on that camping trip, we, you know, pitched the tents, we made the food, we canoed, we did a lot of things. And so that was, that was effectively the last time that I camped. Okay. Did you make s'mores? Of course. No, actually. We did not make s'mores because we made, you know, those like those pie things. Have you seen like, they're like these metal contraptions that you close Uh like an alligator and you make pies. You basically take like a piece of white bread, Uh (laughs) put cherry pie filling inside, put another piece of white bread and smush it in this little thing that essentially makes it like a hot pocket. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we did. Cherry hot pocket. Cherry hot pocket. Nice. So yeah, uh, that was, that was it. And it was cool because- I think we slept three or four to a tent. It was a co-ed trip, but it was not co-ed tents. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. (laughs) They're sure your parents were happy about that part. Yes. Yes. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure it was prerequisite. I mean, but like, come on. If kids want to find a way, they'll find a way. Uh, That's, that's pretty fair. So yeah, so that was, but before that, um, I was, I camped when I was younger because I was part of this program at the YMCA and up until a point, like we used to stay in cabins, but then when you got a certain age, like you actually had to go pitch your tent. And it was Mm -hmm. at the time it was called Indian princesses and Indian guides for the boys. A couple decades ago, they actually changed the name. So I think it's adventure, adventure guides, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think they still offer that program, but that was my first experience. And I, it was interesting. It was interesting. I think I have much to learn still. So Well, I have everything to learn. <laughs> you also have a husband who like does that stuff. Yeah. He's like really good at that. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm, you're okay. I've never done it ever <laughs> in life. Okay. So. But okay. So there are different, what type of camping, camping would you want to do? Or should we just go through the different types of camping? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about the different ones. I will say that COVID has put a fire under my ass. Oh, because you can't fly anywhere. Yes. Yeah. And because I feel like then you don't have to worry about like other people's stuff and like hotels and things like that. Like the cleanliness factor. I hear what you're saying, but then I think about my own personal hygiene factor. If I if I am not at some place that it has like running water. I'm talking like one night. Or a shower. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. That's tolerable. Yeah. That's totally yeah. doable. Like that's what we would start with. I mean, that's it. Just start small, see what happens. Let's start talking about the different types because right okay. now I think what we're talking about is tent camping. Yes, exactly. That's okay. what I that's what I'm uh, cl- most closely associated with. Yeah, me too. Like, that's what I think of, right? I, I mean, think that's what most people think of. I, I hope so. And like tent camp, like put it, pitching a tent, sitting in a campfire, yeah. hanging out with everybody you go camping with, you know, maybe it's a family affair. I definitely think that's the most traditional for sure. Yes. And it's certainly one of those that I think is really good for, you know, a couple days, maybe a few days max. I think it's pretty versatile too. I mean, people do backyard tents, backyard stays like all the time. I've seen. Yeah. We were thinking of doing that. Yeah. Just to kind of test it out. Your bunny friends or maybe even your turkey friends now are going <laughs> to... Yeah, they might ruin it for me. <laughs> they might come hang out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I know they've been closed, campsites, given what's going on, but I heard they might be reopening. P- several states have those that you can just go kind of camp out in, literally. Well, there are... And there are a number of places that you can actually go. I mean, again, you can kind of go out to your backyard. I believe that there are private places that you can go as well. Um, You can go to campsites like the KOA campgrounds. You can go into national parks even, but I think that there are limitations on that even regularly, Mm -hmm, uh, like mm -hmm. the number that they allow. And I think they're way more strict too about what you can do. Mm -hmm. People go and camp on the beach as well. And so... Mm -hmm. Maybe that's an option that has important considerations like the tide. <laughs> and the sand. I feel like you would have sand everywhere. Yeah, but I feel like if you're outside, you have bugs and dirt everywhere. So like, what's the difference? At least sand, you can brush most of it off. But it is like sandpaper if you get like, if you start yeah. laying on something. Okay. <laughs> All right. What type of trip would this be good for, do you think? Like, would you say? I feel like if you're going somewhere in your state that's not too far, maybe mm-hmm. if two, three hours drive, for me at least, I would only want to do that for a couple nights at the most, mm-hmm. right? So like going somewhere a lot farther for something like that, you know, I don't know. I feel like it'd be really nice. And that way you can kind of pack your car and like have whatever you need in the car kind of thing. For here, I think of Door County. Sounds like yeah. the most reasonable place to do it. But I'm sure there's like several other places in in our state that you could find to tent camp. 
There are so many websites and resources out there. I think that you can, f to find information about camping near you or camping in specific areas, if that's where mm -hmm. you are going to try to plan a trip, um, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, I think this is a great way to really kind of explore beyond what you're, you're used to. Um, one thing about tent camping though, I think that this is probably considered like the most traditional and most basic. Um, yeah you know, you kind of have a sense of what you need, like you, you pitch a tent and you're going to hang out and stay there for like the length of time that you're going to be around. I mean, you could uh -huh. for sure go hiking or do go fishing or do whatever you want to do, but you are pretty much just staying in one spot. So it's not like you're going to need to like pick everything up and move it like the next day. To me, like I said before, like that whole like campfire, sit around, have dinner with the family, talk, play games, sing, you know, do jokes. I feel like that is you know, why it's such an ideal situation for families, especially mm -hmm. even for kids or younger, younger adults, because they get to, you know, experience nature, number one, get them outside and away from the electronic world. But also it can create, you know, really strong bonds, I think, between the, the family members. I mean, I, back when I did it, when I was like 10 or something, I had to work together with my sister and my dad to pitch our tent and you know, it was sometimes a, a bit of a mess. <laughs> mm -hmm. I won't pretend that I'm, I didn't mess things up every now and then, yeah. but you know, it's like, you need to like, you know, plan things and it teaches you how to work together better. Yeah. This whole like collaboration. The only thing that I think has always freaked me out in addition to the hygiene factor, mm -hmm. but about tent camping is the whole food situation. Because if you I mean, I don't know too much about animals and wildlife, yeah. but there is a concern. I remember hearing about putting your food up, like up in the tree, like flinging it around a huge high branch so that bears can't get it. Uh -huh. And it's not on your campsite, so they won't smell yeah. it and come looking for it, which is hopefully good, but they also won't be able to reach it. That's one of the cautions that you have to be uh, considering is just making sure that the animals are not attracted to your campsite with all the deliciousness that you might be bringing. Well, couldn't yeah. you put it and leave it in your car? I mean, you could, but like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Like you would have to be pretty near your car then before or you Or maybe you bed, just bring enough you know? just for that meal. That's true. But then even like when you dispose of things, because mm. you can't just like throw like the, the remnants of it, like off to the side, that has to be disposed of properly and or elevated mm. because it's, it's still food. And you also don't want to litter, right? No, well, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what other types are there? Well, my dad actually got into this. He started doing a backpacking and hiking trip. Mm -hmm. um, the concept being that you essentially grab your backpack, put all of your stuff in it, and you can only carry what's on your back. And so oh, okay. that I think is really hard. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine anyway. Yeah. Um, and that seems like that you really have to prepare and train for that. I, yes, I, I agree. Especially because again, it's like you sit there and you think like, oh, I could carry like an extra 40 pounds. Like I've done that to and from the grocery store when I lived in Chicago. That being said, you're carrying that for miles of trails of hiking, of climbing over trees or what have you. That is a lot. And it, your body needs to know how it feels 
like that. Mm-hmm. You need to get used to it. So yeah, training is super important. I think when it comes to backpacking, you've heard of the Appalachian Trail. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. That's that what my takes dad tried months. To yeah, oh, he did. He he was doing a portion of it. Um, oh. He was doing it with uh, another friend. So that was a little different. I mean, they had like checkpoints, and I think they actually, I think they camped out in tents a little bit, but they also were able to camp or stay in some cabins at one point. I remember my dad telling me about one of his cabin mates just getting a little high and enjoying the the evening. Oh, <laughs> with a well. any, any offered at any rate. So I think that that's a little. It's definitely more strenuous. And and what did you say? How long does it take if you're going to do the full thing? Oh, like a few months. It's like legit the full East coast. Yeah. No, it's like no joke. That's a lot of miles. You are definitely trying to get away from the regular civilization. If that's your, if that's your goal. There's also, there's also the Pacific crest trail. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. Where's that? Okay. Obviously, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> I won't judge. Okay. You're Thank fine. you. <laughs> um, it just took a minute. It's okay. Uh, yeah. So the Pacific Crest Trail is another tough one. Do you remember you? I'm sure you remember this. There was this book and then a subsequent movie that came out called Wild and Reese Witherspoon was in it and she played, she portrayed the author, Cheryl Strayed, mm-hmm. who I'm trying to remember the, the premise like what, what prompted her to go, but basically her life was shit. And she just decided that she was going to go up and hike the Pacific crest trail, wholly unprepared. She was one of those people who did not train carrying weight. She brought yeah. like water jugs and a bunch of shit that as soon as she got on the trail, she was just like, uh, I can't carry. Like, what am this. I doing? Yeah. yeah. And at one point she lost her shoe. It was a hot mess for sure. <laughs> Granted, I didn't finish the book, but that story in and of itself is a warning, I think. Backpacking is for those people who really are trying to find themselves away from humanity, go on their own quest. Be one with nature. Yes, yes, exactly. Be one with nature. Maybe like walk by a couple people. Like I think they sign books so that people know like if you hit certain checkpoints and stuff. Hey, it's the perfect time. Yeah, it it certainly to get is. away from people, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of people do this because it is it. I don't know if it's like a. I don't want to say a confidence boost because I think that's that's incorrect. But you certainly have to be more self sufficient when you're when you're backpacking because again, you're carrying everything. You're carrying your food, or you're you have to be prepared to hunt or fish for it. You never know what's going to happen, and so. This does require more preparation. I think it's probably best to go in with a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> who can help <laughs> or be sent for help. Oh, I, I would hope so. So yeah, Cheryl Straya did not do that. So I think that's that's the do what I say, not what I do. Yes, exactly. Hey. Huh. Interesting. Well, I've always been really interested in the um you know, they have the RV and the van camping, that, yes. that, which would be really cool. But they also have these little like campers that are kind of cute that you like put on the back. Oh, of like the, tr- the stainless steel ones? Yeah. Yeah. Like some of those are really nice inside. I'd be okay with that. But you know how expensive they are? No. How much? Holy crap. Like it's like 40 grand. For the little guy that attaches? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
I've, I gotta be honest. I've actually never seen the interior of one. I oh, feel like we watched videos. Yeah, we've, oh, really? there's several YouTube videos and Adam and I have watched videos on them. Okay. And some of them look really nice, but then you're like, you look at the price tag and you're like, you know how many vacations I can go on for 40 grand? <laughs> fair, fair question. You know how many bottles of wine we could get for 40 grand? Oh my God. Uh, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this RV one. So RV van camping slash whatever hitch mm-hmm. camping, if you will. What does this offer you that, you know, other types of camping doesn't? I mean, it's like a portable home. You can just go wherever you want. You don't have to worry about like pitching a tent or like whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean? And like, it's just, it gives you some, there's a little bit of freedom with it, but like, you know. You can certainly get farther. That's true. Probably have a nice clean bathroom. That's yours. Mm -hmm. A little bit of, little bit of comfort from home, Mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm. luxury, if you will. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about your food, right? That is true. That's very true. Yeah, because some so, of them have like appliances and things like that, right? Like the yeah, RVs. They do. So <laughs> I'll offer this. I mean, I don't feel this way, but I know haters going to hate. People don't think this is real camping because you're not in nature. Like you are in an enclosed space away from nature. I mean, hate is going to hate. That's, hate, is gonna I, hate. That, that is the right term for that. I, I bet you no one would deny that. It would deny what? That is. Like if someone was like, here, this is for you. Like what? They're going to be like, oh, no, I need to be one with the nature. No. Oh. I don't know. I think you there think are so? some. I think that there are. I was just going to say, I think there's a camp of people out there who are. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice play on words there. Thanks. I do really like the idea of this and I know of a few people who have done this. Some own an RV and actually there's someone that I know who owns an RV, but is like rents it to people Oh, okay. Um, so that they can kind of, you know, live this lifestyle yeah. and get out there. You got to um, think too, where does it, you got to park that thing? Well, I was going to say, you know, vehicles aren't allowed everywhere, especially large vehicles. So you need to consider that. But um, you know, the benefit too, is that you can get further away. And like you said, yeah. if you were doing tent camping, like you probably only want to go like a few hours away max Yeah. just in case. But for this, like you have a home on wheels. Yeah. And so you could literally go cross country, which I think is just incredible. There are RV parks where you can park it. Um, yeah. But I mean, just thinking about, does your home have enough space? Oh Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I barely yeah, have enough space for my car. <laughs> Maybe you should just get rid of your car and just have the, have an yeah. RV just oh, hanging yeah. out there. <laughs> just drive it everywhere. I'll just be like, hey, guys. I think it would up? take up the length of your driveway, too. <laughs> yeah, it probably. I, I think it would go past, even. Maybe. It's funny. Maybe. They got some big ones out there. Well, um, I think it's a great option if, you, yeah. if you're dedicated and you, to doing this, like, some, you know, frequently. I think it's probably worth the money. I think a lot of like retirees do that. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. they, they've been busting their ass for decades and maybe they're empty nesters now. Maybe they didn't have kids, but now they get to enjoy their time and hell, I would like to see the country. There's so much of the country I haven't even seen. Same. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. I won't poo poo it. I will, however, poo poo survivalist camping. No, oh. thank you. Do not sign me up for that shit. What mm. is that? This is like, it's like, isn't it Bear Gryllis? He's like all survival mode, crazy bullshit. Not bullshit. 
he can survive. Okay. I understand that. I applaud him. It takes a very large knowledge base and skill set for sure. Mm-hmm. I, however, don't want to willingly put myself in that position. <laughs> there are a couple different types. So I learned there's base camp survivalist camping and there's walkout survivalist camping. Okay. Base camp is when, let's say you park your car somewhere and then you go walk to the middle of nowhere and you just park yourself for like a week or something or any, any period of time. And you live off of what's there. I assume that you would strategically place yourself by some good source of food and water. So maybe you go hang out by a lake or something or a river, but the whole thing is like, you have just one central location and you're spending your time there. You don't no supplies, right? You like, don't bring shit. Like you have a tent and stuff. I think. Oh, okay. Maybe not. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like it. Wait, so they sleep outdoors? Like, what the hell? Wait, do they just sleep on the ground? They just, like, make a pillow of leaves? Hell no. Surviving, right? No, thank you. Maybe there's some levels of base camping, too. Probably. There probably are some levels. Yeah. But basically, you have a home base, if you will, quote, unquote. Then there's the concept of the walkout, which, upon reading, I think it's just, like, a walkabout Mm -hmm. in Australia. Right. Too bad we're not drinking Australian wine. Essentially, you are dropped off at a spot in the middle of nowhere and you have to walk back to civilization. So this is challenging because it requires that you find a new source of food and water every single day. So you're, you don't have that home base where you can strategically like put yourself after you have sought out the space that you think is most appropriate. The Mm -hmm. walkout, you're just kind of whatever is around you that you happen to come up to, like when it's time for you to set up camp or for the night or whatever, that's, that's what you get. I think this Um, leads to people like getting lost. I feel like. Do you remember when we went to that wine tasting with the Australian guy, Ben Glatzer? You weren't there? Oh my God. I I met this, I met this winemaker, Ben Glatzer, and God, I can't remember what part of Australia he's from. But anyway, while he was in Wisconsin, he's like, oh yeah, I got to go back. I'm flying back in like a couple days. My son is about to go on his, his, he didn't call it a walkabout. I can't remember what he called it, but this is what it was. And he's like, this is, and I can't, I think he's like 16 or something, 15 or 16. Oh wow. And he had to go do it. And it's just like, that's, that's like what they do. It's like almost like a debutante ball for, you know as we hear of it traditionally here, I have never known of one to actually occur, but um, I've seen it in movies. This is like the coming of age response, like thing that you have to do in Australia, apparently. So. Okay. Yeah. I would not do that though. That's a hell no. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. It's so if you want to, if you want to do it, you do you. Yeah. You do you go for, I fully support you. We'll see. We'll see you back on the home. I'll be waiting for you with a glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) so this canoe camping is quite interesting oh yeah so you basically have a canoe that you have your stuff in and then you just kind of canoe around find a place to camp out (laughs) in the canoe okay you don't camp. i I don't think you camp out in the canoe i think you actually like pull it onto shore and, and set up because you can bring like your tent and everything you theoretically can get further than if you were walking and hiking. You are moving locations like on a reg, on the reg, I I think, as far as I understand it. Um, But it essentially is going to combine your your backpacking 
but also making it a little bit easier because you're technically not slapping it on your back. You're sticking it in your canoe. So I think that you can actually bring more, more. equipment, more food, mm-hmm. supplies, what have you, um, than you could if you were backpacking. But I would imagine that you still have to consider like the size of the canoe. And you also don't want to like capsize it just from the weight and of your what ship. if it, yeah. Oh, what, oh, what were you just going to ask? Because what if it, like rains. Oh, I mean, I, I guess that's the same as if it backpacks, but if you're on the water, I feel like, yikes. That can get really not, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So the pictures that I saw, they actually look like kayaks, not canoes, but I bet you can do both. But, you know, kayaks I've seen, they have like almost like these like slips that you fit into. It reminds mm-hmm. me of like the cast cover that I used in the shower last mm-hmm. year. It suctions it off. So the water wouldn't essentially get into your boat. But I think that perhaps biggest concern is just the fact, how is this rain, this extra water going to impact the water you're floating on? Because it could easily create flash floods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You know, something that was supposed to be a very docile and calm water can easily turn a whitewater rapids, if you will. You know, from that perspective, it does take planning. You do need to pay attention to the forecast and make, maybe be open to changing your plans if you need to. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you definitely have to prepare, I would think. Yeah. But there's got to be an element that you're ready for anything because the weather is, as you know, here it's been supposed to rain for three days and then it didn't. And then today, I mean, like, I know you just don't know, right? Yeah. So, you know, maybe just like in conclusion, thinking about like the best camping option for you as an individual, what exactly are you looking for? Like being in the trees and with birds and other things, those have a specific sound versus you just paddling on the water. So it's like, what do you find most calming and relaxing and what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And then also, if you're going to be on the water all the time, you got to really pay attention to the SPF. <laughs> True story. <laughs> That's true. Also in the woods, but still. Yeah. That Mostly is on the true. Water. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we please talk about one of my favorite ones on this list that we have? <laughs> okay. What's that? Glamping. <laughs> I was shocked to find out there are websites. Oh, yeah. Like glamping.com. You have? Oh, yeah. I thought glamping was honestly just like setting up. Okay. So, um, I didn't go to Coachella, but one time we were looking at it. We were just exploring some options and they have like a glamping option. You pay like 10 grand or something. Maybe it's more, I don't know Uh for the weekend. And you have this ginormous tent that's air conditioned and it's this big king size four poster bed with netting. And you have like all these amenities. Like I thought that was glamping. Like Mm -hmm. I thought that was the definition of glamping. Mm Mm-hmm. I did not know that glamping also equated to actual fancy, like, Tense. Per- well, but also permanent structures. Yeah. That so surprised like, me. Yeah. Some of them are like permanent tent like things, but yeah, they're, they're everywhere. They're all around the world. You can find them in like the Middle East and Thailand and like all these exotic places. I want to do it. <laughs> I want to, I'm curious, is this just like a different word for Airbnb? Like I just, <laughs> I really don't know. Although I am on glamping.com and they have Airstreams. That's that name. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, the little Airstreams are the little mm-hmm. uh, yeah. metal things that are like tiny little campers. Those are expensive as, those are probably some of the most expensive ones. I, I don't doubt it. I we don't. actually looked into it because we were like, well, that could be small. 
easy to park and that'd be nice. I'm thinking, ah, you know, like 10, 15 grand might be worth it. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) They're like 60, I think, or something crazy. Oh, um, that's crazy. Um, yeah. They have tree houses. Yes. Yeah. They have villas. Um, yeah. So this is interesting, but even like on the, um, on the glamping.com for instance, they have a bunch of excursions too. So to me, it's like a, it's like a glorified vacation. I I just, I, again, I feel like the term glamping, although I do like their logo, I won't deny it. Is it really camping? It seems just like you're glamorous camping. But it's not even camping. They have like it's funny villas for God's sakes. Okay, can we please talk about how the most? I'm sorry, I'm still on this airstream thing. I need <laughs> you to know what the most expensive one is. Okay, what? Can you just guess? I mean, how big is it? It sleeps up to five. You said the small ones were forty. Yeah, the smallest one is thirty thirty eight, and it sleeps one or what? Two. Okay. Is it close to 90? $156,000. That is a house. <laughs> Wait, what? Like the, well, the crazy Sarah. thing is this thing is a trailer. It doesn't have a motor. Like, it that's can't what be makes a house it, though. But that's what, but what makes it crazy is it's not like an RV. Like it doesn't have a motor. Like it is a trailer. What? I don't know. Anyway, sorry crazy to interrupt shit, our glamping part. I know. Oh I just like God. I couldn't imagine. That's crazy how That's expensive that is. That's a lot of fucking money. I know. Okay. So um, I'm going to check, take that one out of the running for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, good. You're still leaning towards obviously the glamping, but the the tent camping, I think, I think you can make this happen this summer. I think I so. feel like, you know, doing it for a night somewhere that we can drive that's a few hours away is doable. I mean, I'm not going to do, do I think I'm going to love it? No, but will I try it out just to say I've done it, you know, and you know, I think it'll open up the experience and yeah, I'm all, you know, as long as I can get some s'mores and some good wine, I think I'll be okay. I mean, I'm going to have to do without a shower, but I guess I'll bring like wipes. If you're just going for like a night, it's fine. Unless it's like 90 degrees out. But then, I mean, I guess even if you're not sleeping, it's going to be gross for whatever you do, right? That's true. Um, That's true. But um, we'll see. I'll have to report back to you guys. Maybe I'll take this wine. Oh, although you may need to put it in a non- Plastic? Yeah, in plastic ah, or yeah. in one of those, like, stainless steel wine yes. holders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We've got plenty of vessels. I'm drinking sure that vessels. you do. <laughs> So is would you would you rely on Adam to teach you some of the basics for camping or oh, yeah. would you would you try to find out information elsewhere? Oh no, I rely on him. I'm sure there are different places that you could find. I don't remember know. we were we were talking about taking a class. Yeah, a survival before, class, before right? we were going to do this episode because we've been yep. thinking about this particular episode for like a year. Mm-hmm. And there uh, we were looking at REI um the location over by us, like they were offering some classes, but they just never worked out. And they, they have so many different classes normally, but they also, what I found out, they have a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. So you can go and, and I'm sure that there are a million other YouTube channels that cover yeah. like camping basics and, you know, yeah. essentials and things like that. So for those who don't have Adams living mm-hmm. at home with them, right? <laughs> then you can, or are not Adams themselves. 
then you can go like check this out online. I also did a quick Google search for camping magazines and stuff. And there are ones specific to backpacking. There mm-hmm. are other ones specific to RV exploration. You could find a lot of different resources out there to, to get you started. Um, yeah. Get you started and or improve your, your skills. You get skills with a Z. I don't have any skills, so I would definitely have to get started. Um, as far as camping. Right. Maybe not. As far as camping. But, you know, <sighs> you know, I don't mind peeing in the woods. I'm actually completely fine with that. What so, about shitting in the woods? Yeah, that might be different. But I think for one night I could avoid that. But what if? What if you couldn't? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's pushing it, man. <laughs> that's what, so, wait. That is why you don't go more than two hours away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's this why you stay why. close to home in yeah. case you got to take an emergency shit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hold it for the two hours. You'll be fine. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure there's all sorts of ways you can even connect with people, like meetups or oh, you know bet, other local yeah. groups and things like that. If you really are interested and. There's several magazines and, you know, podcasts, I'm sure, that that tell you all this stuff. So blogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a common thing and you could find different things out. But I'm just glad we're talking about it because, you know, maybe it's opening up my mind to a possibility of camping. Yeah. I, I Again, I think that's something that you could legitimately accomplish this summer. You got time, girl. Check it Make off it my list. Happen. Yeah. Right. Again, you don't have to go that far. I mean, even if you went like an hour in any direction, I'm sure you could find a, spa- a spot to- Does my backyard count? You know what? Do that. Just try I it. Because then I have my bathroom. <laughs> you know what? That is a good first step. It's hmm. to ease into. Yeah. And just assess the situation. Yeah. Think about your- true. That's actually another good way that you could figure out like what exactly do you need? This is know. true. Oh, one day I'll go camping again too. But until then, I'm maybe just we need to do a, to... D- a DDP wine camping trip one night. Oh it could God. be fun. That actually could be really fun. <gasps> I was just thinking we could play wine games. <laughs> we could. We totally could around the fire. Oh, shit. Okay. This I mean, could, that could be a good time. This could happen. It yeah. could happen. All right, guys. Well, maybe we'll uh, catch you on the campfire next time, right? Mm, <laughs> the spooky ghost stories. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm thinking this wine is all right. I th- I'm thinking it's like all right as in not bad. Uh, it's all right. like I said. It's all, all right. right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like I said, easy drinking. Mm. I'm not changing where I'm going with this. Okay. Berries. And fleeting, fleeting berries on the tongue. But, you know, I think if you poured this around the campfire, you got a few bottles of this. I think people would have a grand old time. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I'm already imagining it be, and I'll have to collect the bottle from you so I can try it before, before we post. I'm just imagining like sitting around just bullshitting by a bonfire, just hanging out with a bunch of people is just yeah that's kind of what this kind is of like wine. it's not expensive no it's like nine to ten bucks depending upon where you get it so you mean you and get four bottles and like that's one fine. good bottle of wine exactly enough exactly. to go around for sure 
And if you're in front of a campfire, the other thing is that you have all that smoke blowing at you anyway. It's like you don't want that to tarnish your sensory um, perception of a good wine. So, uh, you know, this is, this sounds like perfect. And I think, I think they've done a good job of marketing it too. Yeah. And I I would, yeah, I I totally agree. So yeah. Good to them. Cool. I'm on board. Well, happy trails to you, my friend. Happy trails guys. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the girls of DBP. DBP.